Today, James Comer requests more damning records on Joe Biden's corruption from the National Archives. Dr. Peter McCullough joins us to discuss how to eliminate the COVID spike protein from your body, including from the vaccine. And Liberty Safe becomes the new Bud Light of gun safes. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer demanded that the National Archives provide his committee unrestricted, unredacted special access to a series of records relating to the office of the vice president colluding with Hunter Biden's business associates during Joe Biden's tenure, of course, specifically. Uh, unredacted versions of all documents on Hunter Biden, James Biden, and their foreign dealings, documents to or from the executive office of the president regarding Hunter's associates, Eric Schwerwin, Devin Archer, Vuk Jeremic, Rob Walker, or Jeffrey Cooper, documents to or from Biden's staffers, including Kate Bedingfield, Michael Carpenter, Kathy Chung, Amos Hochstein, Colin Call, and Alexander Mackler regarding Hunter Biden, or James Biden, and executive calendars, all executive calendars created for then-Vice President Joe Biden from January 20th, 2009 to January 20th, 2017. Now, these records include previously released but semi or all redacted email exchanges that show Hunter's associate Eric Schwerwin responding to Biden aide Kate Bedingfield to provide quotes the White House should use in response to media outreach regarding Hunter Biden's role in Ukrainian company Burisma. Bedingfield responded with, you know, to the, the quote with VP signed off on this. This occurred December 4th, 2015. Now pay attention to that date. It's important. The records being sought also include a second incident concerning Devin Archer, Hunter's longtime BFF and former fellow board member of Burisma. According to Archer's previous congressional testimony, Hunter Biden called D.C. after a Burisma board member, a board meeting to discuss putting pressure on Ukraine to prevent an investigation into them. The alleged phone call took place in Dubai on December 4th, 2015. Hmm, curious timing. Now, this also comes as Comer has subpoenaed Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and several DHS and Secret Service officials related to the Secret Service's alleged tip-off to the Biden transition team about the planned Hunter Biden tax probe interview in 2020. The House Oversight Committee, along with other committees, has requested interviews with relevant Secret Service employees and sought information from DHS. Information that Comer says DHS instructed Secret Service employees to withhold. Another puzzle piece connected, but will anything actually come of it? Here to discuss this and more, we have Jason Buttrell, Chief Researcher of the Glenn Beck Program and Editor-in-Chief of TheBlaze.com, Matt Peterson, who I noticed did not do the corny th <laughs> <laughs> arrows, that uh, pointer fingers that not Jason today. did. Once is enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a great day for both of you guys to be on. Um, and I wonder, Jason, you specifically... Uh, do you like? Do you ever beat your head against a wall oh, gosh, watching so all of this? You're like, why are you requesting this from the National Archives? We already had this a long freaking time ago. In fact, I wrote uh, an entire four-part special that you guys watched on Blaze TV from Glenn Beck. Yeah, ju <laughs> just, I mean, everything that's coming out now is what we've been screaming at for years that nobody would do anything no. about. And what makes it even more infuriating is when we were pointing this stuff out, we had power in the White House. Yeah. And yeah. that kind of shows you just how 
much control this deep state does have. Great point. I mean, it's absolutely insane. There's just a few, if I just really quick. Please. Some of the things you talked about, uh, subpoenaing, subpoenaing uh, communications between Biden, Hunter Biden Associates mm -hmm. and the vice president's office. You mentioned Rob Walker. Mm -hmm. um, that will be very interesting if they find him. Uh, Rob, Rob Walker is, I guess, the go-between lawyer. So when they did business, uh, they would do business with, let's say, a company in China. That company, Chinese company would then yep. distribute the money to like a shell company. The shell company would then distribute money to Rob Walker. Mm -hmm. And from then, he would wait maybe a couple weeks, and then everybody in the Biden family would get a payment. He was their money launderer. Basically, yes. yes what yes. it looks like. Yes. I would love to know what he said. Um, you also talked about the, uh, you know, call DC, you know, uh -huh. and... Uh -huh. and, and Sounded like uh, it After was actually... After the board meeting? Yeah, so have you read the tra you guys read the transcript of Devin Archer's uh, testimony? Mm -hmm. Not every single word, because I'm not the person who, who gets has. paid to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. As, <laughs> as I said, Jason, it's a great day for you to be on, because I'm not reading all of it. Tell so, us more. Yeah. So, it, so this is very interesting. So in that uh, little back and forth, it didn't start as Call DC. Oh, actually, it did, say, it did start at Call DC. They said, call D.C. Uh, are, this was the Burisma executives came in, said there's an issue. We need, uh, you know, Zlochevsky's that, you know, really pissed off, the Burisma CEO. Um, can you do anything about this? Can you call D.C.? So then Devin Archer says, so then he left, conveniently, of course. Like, you know, Devin right. Archer is completely innocent in all right. this. Yeah, right. no, he was like, he went outside to smoke a cigar, you know, apparently. <laughs> right. That's, right. So they went off and he said, and that's when he called his dad. Mm-hmm. He said that in the transcript. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, uh, the main, I can't remember his name, but the, the lead investigator for House Oversight then just kind of asked another question and clarified. So he called his dad in the car? And he goes, yeah, he called, or you, you learned he called his dad when you drove away in the car? Yes, that's when I learned he called his dad. Said it twice. Mm. So then they go to recess. Then they come back from recess, and then the, the, the lawyer goes, oh, uh, this is Devin Archer's lawyer, goes, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, we just have to clarify something for the record. Um, you said he went to call his dad. Did you mean D.C.? And he goes, oh, D.C., D.C., I meant to say D.C. He clarified it, I think, more than one. I was like, okay. Uh -huh. So what that means is, uh -huh. to me at least, he called the vice president. Uh -huh. It was confirmed. Mm -hmm. And Devin Archer is not as innocent as he's making out to be. And he didn't want to implicate himself because knowing. Then he would know right. there was a pay-for-play scheme. And right. he's not just the guy that's the business dude. Right, right. A lot more to... We're going to find out on this, I'm I sure. I mean, who yeah. hasn't called D.C. their dad? That's, that's so true. <laughs> well, the so beginning true. letter Washington is the DC. same. Daddy. Washington, D.C. D.C. Day. I mean, Father's Day, you know. <laughs> Mask me, Daddy. You have heard that. That is big government. Um, what's, what is your take on Could you say on that all? one more time? I mean, that was... <laughs> they already... They already... <laughs> They already isolated that audio. Yeah, they are. Uh, please don't. It's playing on loop somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what are your thoughts on uh, on all of this latest? And by the way, Congress is, is back in session as of yesterday, right? So time is ticking as to whether or not they're going to follow through on this big impeachment inquiry that they're thinking about doing. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, uh, two things. I mean, one is nothing very profound, but, but one is there, there was a guy once who tried to do something about this. Um, I think he called and, and asked for information uh, in Ukraine to try <laughs> to figure out who was being corrupt. And uh, mm -hmm. I think he was impeached for that. I don't uh -huh. know. Um, uh -huh. anyway, uh, his name was Donald Trump, and it was as simple as 
um, you know, it, it was made out to be. I mean, it was as simple as that phone call. When you look back, what's astounding to me is how many fancy things were written and, you know, big fancy publications about how, well, actually, that's not what happened. You know, uh, Biden went and he didn't fire. The guy he fired was corrupt. It was not as simple as a racket. The vice president wouldn't do that. And you look, look at it now and it's like, it was that simple. It was always that simple. Um, it was always uh, a cover-up, and in fact, not just one person, not just the Biden family, but the entire Democrat Party decided to impeach Trump because he had the temerity to ask about it. And you remember, that whole case stems from what? A historic, norm-breaking security breach in which we're, we are leaking, once again, to yep. the press, which is now normal, yep. uh, conversations between the president and foreign diplomats and leaders. I mean... So, I mean, it just opens all those wounds up. And I don't know if it's so much about whether the Republicans do anything. It almost seems like the sluice gates are open mm -hmm. because maybe there are people who want an option on the Democratic side about who runs for president. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I, that's number one. Number two is I'm actually curious more about all the research and, and the times that you've worked to bring this to the table. I mean, did you ever think it actually would come this far? Because in a way, a I mean, in a way it was covered up for a long time and now it is at least rushing back to the fore. I mean, right. we'll see what the Republicans do, but it's certainly, I mean, it's unraveling. Well, yeah, it, maybe I guess I am surprised at this point that it's coming out now. So I thought it, I actually was naive back in my younger days of a couple years ago <laughs> and, and thought that, oh, this is it. They can't recover. This is the smoking gun. Right. Like he's done. But then... I think I'm so jaded now yeah. because what's the story now about the FBI lying about the highly credible yep. source uh, they yeah. leaked to the New York Times? Yes, the FBI leaked uh, false information to the New York Times that was then spoon-fed to Weiss, of course, the one that's overseeing the Hunter Biden tax fraud investigation. Uh, they, they were trying to say that allegations against Hunter Biden came from Rudy Giuliani. So they then spoon-fed that to the, uh, the prosecutor in that case. Okay, so just on your description, I am surprised that it's gone this far. Do I think that it matters that Republicans are doing anything? No, because they have no power. Right. The deep state has the power. That is a perfect textbook description yep. of the, how the deep state operates. Yep. The FBI trying to hide information on their guy, yeah. leaks information, wrong, false information to the New York Times. New York Times, because they're part of it, they are absolutely part of the deep state. They then leak that back over to, what was it, the DOJ or something like that? Mm -hmm. Back over to the mm -hmm. DOJ, and the DOJ operatives within the deep state funnel that down to the people that need to get that information so that they can channel the investigation either out of existence or in a direction they want it to go in. That is what we're up against, yeah. guys. Yeah. That is like the next president, when he sits down at the Oval Office, like, if, if that's me... I'm like, suspend the DOJ, mm -hmm. suspend the FBI. Mm -hmm. States, you got it from here, right? Burn you take over down. the things that they were taking care of in your states until we figure this crap burn out. the whole thing And down. then just burn it to the ground. Yep. Yep. And I mean figuratively, obviously, but take out this guy. You know him for sure. Take out that guy. Take out that guy. And then do what you have to do to figure out. Bring the DOJ back and then sayonara to the FBI for the rest of this well i mean and 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 you bring up you bring up the the false allegations that were specifically leaked 
to the New York Times so that they could, you know, uh, push their narrative. But let's not forget about all of the abuse of, you know, the FISA warrant and everything that they lied about that as well. Oh, gosh. Did they not? Did they lie? Yes. This isn't just they like falsified oh, gonna, information. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it, it goes so I'm, what you're saying is absolutely correct, but it goes so much deeper and gets so much worse than oh, that. Yeah. You're talking about a court system, yeah. a, a legal proceeding that everything is supposed to be like buttoned up and, and all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. And they literally were just like, no, yeah, we're just going to lie and falsify evidence. That's fine. I mean, to. Remember what this is about. I mean, this is about using probably the most preeminent power you could use domestically on your own citizens. Mm -hmm. And the entire point uh, is to protect American citizens from their government spying on them. And somewhere along the way in the last 20 years, we've just normal. I mean, I want to go back in time in a time machine and apologize to Ron Paul. I mean, I mean <laughs> maybe I can still do it now and just say, gosh, you were right about everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it, all the all the complaints about the Patriot Act, et cetera, it's all everyone's worst fears. Many people did warn about this. Uh, and here we are. And now the danger is that we're all so used to it. We just know that the government spies on its own citizens, which used to be unthinkable. And I know if you're younger watching at home, you probably don't even remember that time. You just assume the government spies on its own citizens. But that was supposed to be something that doesn't happen in America unless you are actively working with someone uh, from abroad who is a threat to the United States. And now we're used to it. And so FISA, all of that needs to be revised. You'd have to rip up all those laws and, and change what's going on and take a hard look at why we have you know, some of the largest uh, server networks in the world that are just hosing up, hoovering up everyone's information every day. Yeah. You know, the way Last you word. describe that, I, in my mind, I, my imagination, I, there's like two guys that are pushing this and they're like, don't worry, yes, they will get used to it because we will condition them to right. get used to it. Right. How much is that going on? Right, Look at the economy, yeah. for crying mm -hmm. out loud. Mm -hmm. They're trying to condition us to accept less. Mm -hmm. Except yeah. to get paid less, to right. get more, to get yeah. taxed more. You will own nothing, and you will, you will be happy. own nothing. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. You yeah. will be able to eat the bugs, though. Oh, that's thank true. God. That's true. That's great. Well, mm. the, the good news is I'll be able to share uh, my meals with our leopard gecko. So <laughs> um, we got to go to break. We'll be back with uh, Dr. McCullough. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Moink. So 60% uh, of U.S. pork production comes from one comp company. It's actually owned by the Chinese, and they give their hogs something called ractopamine, which is uh, banned in 160 countries, including China. But you're going to find it in your grocery aisle every day. Would you like to listen, uh, hear more about Moink? This is uh, a company that's going to deliver grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon directly to your door. And they're coming from farms that their farmers farm like our grandparents did. It's going to be so much cleaner, and you're going to taste the difference in the meat. I know this because we eat exclusively Moink meat at our house. My sons are obsessed with their bacon. They ask me all the time, where's our Moink bacon? We make Moink filet mignons all the time. It is the best filet mignon you will ever have. And you can choose whichever. So maybe you don't like filet mignon. Maybe you like ribeyes instead. You can choose which meat you get delivered in your box every month. So it's going to be something you know that you're going to enjoy. So keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com news. And you are going to get free ground beef for a year. That's a lot of burgers you can make with that, guys. It is uh, one year of the best ground beef you'll ever taste. If you go over to moinkbox.com slash news, that is M-O-I-N-K box.com slash news.
right, I want to welcome to the program here to talk about all of the COVID craze, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, of course, my all-time favorite. He is, I, I would take me the whole show to list all of your credentials, um, but you are a world-renowned cardiologist, uh, also an author, co-author of The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex, which is just so appropriately named. Um, and I wanted to bring you on to uh, to discuss a couple things COVID related. Let me get to this first one here. It is mask mandates are now returning to uh, Rosemary Hills Elementary School in Montgomery, in Montgomery County, Maryland, uh, because, uh-oh, three or more individuals tested positive for COVID. So regardless of how deadly this new variant is uh, or anything, hospitalizations from this, uh, kids being prone to any negative side effects from it. Now, mask mandates uh, have been announced. I'm sure more school districts will follow. There was a school district in Texas that they had to shut down their uh, school because of COVID cases. And interestingly, I always notice that they do always just use the term cases. There's no other context used. It's just number of cases that you're supposed to fear. Doctor, I want to get your take on that. You know, before the pandemic, uh it was known that we could get infected with a coronavirus that causes the common cold. Essentially, that's where we are now, the current variant called Eris. Interestingly, it's the Greek goddess of strife and discord. So here we go for the fall. We have strife and discord. Uh, but Eris causes very mild symptoms. 97% of Americans have already been through the illness, so they have a form of natural immunity. Uh, Eris equally affects those who have taken as many vaccines as they want to versus those who have been unvaccinated. And, uh, and I've seen these cases in my practice. It's easily treated with the virucidal nasal washes and sprays. It means dilute iodine, xylitol, colloidal silver, even salt water works. Wow. Uh, and scope and Listerine work. We start early by trying to knock down the virus in the nose and mouth. Uh, the masks don't stop the virus, but when the virus does set up shop in the nose and mouth, we can do this for the common cold, for flu, and now for Eris using the virucidal nasal wash is far more effective. Even the CDC says we only have to wear a mask when we're going into hospital respiratory isolation. Mm. Uh, so why do you think they're doing this? I mean, we played on the program yesterday, uh, CNN of all places, asking Dr. Fauci about, hey, there have been a couple studies that have shown that uh, these masks are not actually effective. Uh, what's your response to that? So. Um, why do they continue, these, these local authorities, uh, continue trying to bring these back, do you think, despite the mounds of evidence that prove that masks don't work for this? The innocent explanation is an air of caution. Mm -hmm. That is, well, let's do everything to be cautious. But at some point in time, Americans want to return to normal life. I don't have a single patient who comes in saying, Dr. McCullough, I want to wear a mask. I want to go back to doing this. Uh, what we now understand is the Cochrane analysis has been published. It's, it's exhaustive, over 80 studies. Masking doesn't work. Public masking doesn't work. Even the N95 don't, masks don't work. The only reason why we, we wear them in the hospital is largely to protect large droplets spread from bacteria. Right. Uh, and that's really the major reason. So I think what people need to understand is somehow the mask has come to symbolize, uh, I think, fear. And, you know, promoting mask wearing among children, I think, is promoting fear. And, it, and there are plenty of studies suggesting it really has a lot of negative consequences. Um, so I want to switch gears here. I'm sure you guys all heard the horrible, devastating news. Jill Biden, despite being boosted a million times, 
was uh, officially diagnosed with COVID-19. She does have COVID-19 now, but she's experiencing mild symptoms. I'm sure due to the fact that she took so many boosters and not just the (laughs) fact that it's just a mild cold by now. Um, But uh, perhaps could that be, doctor, because she didn't get the, the booster shot, the updated booster shot, which is apparently supposed to be expected as early as next week. Well, the updated booster actually is now coded against a variant that's basically it's on its way out. The updated <laughs> booster is against XBB 1.5. That's less than 5% of cases. By the time it comes out, it'll be gone. The vaccine manufacturers can't catch up with the virus because the virus is so rapidly mutated. It's essentially mutated into a form of the common cold. It's almost returned from its man-made engineered origins in the SARS-CoV-2 lab and through basically a variety of ecological pressures, it's been returned to a common cold. Isn't that typically how these viruses work, right? Like once they mutate, they typically mutate into a lesser severe, a less severe form of the of the virus. I mean, it's just it just seems like shouldn't these people know that they're never quite going to tackle the current variant by the time that they produce this vaccine? It does in general. There is a axiom that says, sure, as in order for the virus to teleologically survive, that it has to become more infectious but less lethal. If it killed its prey, it wouldn't go too far. So, for instance, Ebola uh, probably will never infect the world because it's just too lethal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing is true for Marburg virus. But something like this, a version of the common cold that's been genetically engineered, to be lethal in some people. And that's essentially what happened in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, this gain-of-function research that was conducted. I think now the House Select Committee has clearly exposed all this. There is a now an admission on all the government websites that the virus was indeed engineered in this lab. But through the process of going through the pandemic, uh, yes, it has mutated to a milder form. However, mass vaccination has extended the pandemic. And it's my personal view that this would have been over with at about two years. Spanish flu was two years. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, on three and a half years of this because mass vaccination has created a, a very abnormal environment for the virus to kind of learn its way and survive in, among the vaccinated. Go ahead. I got a question for you. So a couple of days ago, did you guys see this? There was like, it, it came out, it was the CDC's new analysis or guidelines on on the the virus and it said that they're evaluating whether but it wasn't worded that way it was it was like if you'd already gotten covid or if you have gotten uh the vaccination and the booster shots that you would be more likely to catch the new variant but they revised it like a week later and said they changed the wording like oh actually scientists are still looking into the fact that if you got it or if you took the vaccines that you're more like that makes no sense to me why would you be more likely to get the new variant if you got vaccinated well, it started in 2021 uh, there was a paper by Wheatley and colleagues several others that pointed out so wait a minute if we mass vaccinate the world then everyone's going to have a homogeneous form of immunity and the virus will figure this out and so while the immune system is being directed against the Pfizer-Moderna vaccines coding over here, the vi- virus will learn a way to attack over here. It's called immune imprinting. And that indeed happened in all the countries where there is an accurate accounting of who actually took the vaccine and who's in the hospital and, and, and unfortunately dying of COVID is actually the vaccinated who ha- are at more at risk for severe COVID hospitalization and death because of this immune misdirected the, the body and these vaccines are not one and done remember it's every six months so the body's immune system is constantly being taxed 
with an outdated version of the virus so the new version gets a, an opportunity to really cause a problem. I kind of feel like that should have been on those little slick government commercials where they were saying, take the vax. Really? Oh, but, but dot, 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 you know, ellipses and be more likely to catch mm -hmm. the next variant. Well, they, <laughs> they should have known. I mean, I was early on, I was a regular contributor in the Hill. I published a series of op-eds. I was actually the co-principal investigator of a vaccine program that we had proposed to the NIH. It was using, it's called the Modulon, or a cellular-based form of vaccine. So I was very active at a national level. But the proposal was uh, nursing home patients, nursing home workers, probably no more than 2.7 million Americans ever should have received a vaccine. Mm -hmm. This idea of vaccinating the yeah. entire population mm -hmm. down to six-month-old babies uh, was, a, was a disaster. And experts were saying, don't mass vaccinate the population. It needs to be targeted like we should do for other vaccines. So, um, but before you before you go, because I, I, I want to respect your time here, um, you have just recently announced a new protocol for uh, the COVID spike protein. Because I know, I mean, we've talked about this on the show with you specifically, but that that spike protein um, can hang around in the body for way longer than you want it to. Um, I want you to talk about this new protocol. I think this is huge. Remember, the virus is the ball. And the little spikes on the ball, that's the spike protein, the spines. Mm -hmm. All the disease and the lethality of this virus is in the spike. And the spike was engineered in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Mm -hmm. What we learned is when you get the infection, the spike protein is installed in the body and you can't get it out. Mm -hmm. And then when you take the vaccine, the genetic code produces a massive amount of spike protein and you can't get it out. And every single autopsy study that's been done in people even months or years afterwards, the body is loaded with this stuff because it's an unnatural protein. It's not susceptible to the, the normal enzymatic breakdown. This is a big problem. Recent paper by Brogan and colleagues from Germany shockingly found circulating spike protein in people who took the vaccine and who had vaccine-related symptoms for six months. Mm. And that's as long as they've looked. Wow. The question is, when does this stuff get out of the bloodstream? This is very, and they, they came up with a way of tagging. They knew the spike protein came from the vaccine. There's a way of figuring this out because Pfizer Moderna used a, a special proline-proline insertion to keep the spike protein in what's called the pre-fusion um, formation, making it potentially more disease-promoting for human beings. So the vaccines have been a big problem. What we've learned is human enzymes can't break it down, but natural enzymes can. The Japanese discovered that natokinase, which is a natural fermentation product of the breakdown of uh, a fermentation of soy, that actually slices up the spike protein. Uh, bromelain, which is a constellation of enzymes derived from the stems of pineapples, can also slice up the spike protein. Wow. And then the spike protein fragments that cause inflammation, there's now we're up to randomized trials with another natural substance called curcumin derived from turmeric, that has efficacy there. It lowers some of the laboratory parameters that imply you know, spike protein inflammation. So the proposal, and I published this in the journal as, as, uh, phys uh, American Physician and Surgeons, was to take all three, natokinase, 2,000 units twice a day, bromelain, 500 milligrams a day, and curcumin, 500 milligrams twice a day, mm -hmm. and have a triple base combination, the base detoxification for people who have taken the vaccines or who've had multiple episodes of COVID who have symptoms. And then we can use other drugs and other strategies but the, the fundamental issue is to try to help the body assist in clearing the spike protein. What I have found clinically, I've worked on this now for three and a half years, we can use various drugs to modulate inflammation, blood thinners, what have you, but we're not getting rid of the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem is the spike protein, base, spike, detoxification. And I can tell you, we put this out there as a proposal. 
It was uh, published in uh, an American journal, peer-reviewed, and I put it on the European Commission preprint server. And you know, it went viral, as you can yeah, imagine, yeah. as my prior treatment papers have, have happened. And then immediately there was crushing censorship that came through social media on this. Mm. Of course, of course. Can, can, can kids take that protocol as well? Kids cannot take it. Okay. However, um, I advise the wellness company as the chief scientific officer, they have come up with a safe pediatric formula. It's called uh, 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 kids spike uh, okay. support. And that uses an enzyme that is um, safe in kids called, um, called papain. So, uh, so the wellness company is an alternative medicine company that had the original spike support, which is natokinase plus some minor ingredients. Now they have kids spike support. Um, I'm going to have the wellness company kind of trio up the spike support with natokinase with bromelain and curcumin for adults. Okay, so the wellness company, where can people find those? TWC.health. Awesome. Thank you so much, doctor, for all your time. Come back soon. Thank you. All right. Okay, uh, we got to go to break, but we do want to thank our sponsor, Eden Pure. So if you have, I don't know, odors in your home you can't get rid of, maybe you're like me and you get too many animals in the house and you have litter boxes and stinky preteen boys and all sorts of stuff, you need to get yourself an Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. It, uh, it gets rid of all of these strong odors, even cigarette smoke, which don't smoke. I have a doctor here who would tell you that smoking is very bad for you, so don't do it. But uh, it gets rid of that nasty smell, uh, trash can smell, mildew smell, whatever it is. The thunderstorm starts working in seconds to clear a room of any odor. And it uses uh, O3 technology, so there's no costly filters to ever replace. They've sold a ton of them. Uh, a lot of them, you guys who have reached out to me and told me you love your thunderstorm air purifiers and they work. So right now I've got a really great deal on thunderstorms. Right now you can save $200 on three thunderstorms for whole home protection. That is three units for under $200 over at EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Sarah. That is EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Sarah. Right, the United States Supreme Court is set to hear later this month a case that would decide whether or not Trump will be kicked off of the presidential ballot. This is John Castro versus Donald Trump. It's on the September 26 conference agenda. Now, this is a Texas tax attorney who claims that Trump participated in an insurrection against the U.S. government by organizing his rally against certification of the 2020 election on January 6, 2021. And... Um, he also just happens to be a declared candidate for the Republican nomination, previously known as a Democrat, which sounds about right. And this news comes as another group has sued to block Trump from the 2024 ballot. This is Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics, a Washington-based watchdog group. And they say that uh, they're citing Section 3 of the 14th Amendment based on, of course, his horrible involvement in January 6th, where he wasn't even there uh, at the Capitol, did not go, and also encouraged his supporters to remain peaceful, uh, peacefully and patriotically protest. And I guess that's enough to, uh, you know, get you kicked off the ballot these days. Well, Matt, I, I, well hold on. I want to ask Matt first. Do you, are you familiar with the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics? Um, I'm familiar with um, what they're doing. I don't. I haven't looked into okay. the background. Very yeah, I wasn't sure because they're in, they're in the swamp. I, I assume there's going to be a a number of these. Um, mm -hmm. You know, this yes. is just the first. Yes. Uh, one making headlines, uh, but there's going to be more. Um, I want to I want to throw up here Donald Trump's response to this on Truth Social. 
He said almost all legal scholars have voiced opinions that the 14th Amendment has no legal basis or standing relative to the upcoming 2024 presidential election. Like election uh, interference, it is just another trick being used by the radical left, communist, Marxist and fascist to once again steal an election that their candidate, the worst, most incompetent and most corrupt, all of that is in caps, president in U.S. history is incapable of winning in a free and fair election. Again, all caps. Make America great again, with an exclamation point. I love reading Trump's tweets. <laughs> I mean, truths. Um, Matt's exactly correct. This is going to be used in probably every, for sure, every state where there, you know, the, the federal case listed where there was, you know, the so-called fake electors and all that. They're going to go to every single state and every single state, like in Georgia, mm-hmm. is going to do their own case. And the, yep. it's probably a slow drip process. It's just mm-hmm. going to keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Maybe five more or so of these, something like that. Um, and, the, and, the, and the language is very specific. It's why they started saying insurrection mm-hmm. right on yep. January yep. 6th. Yep. So the, yep. the Democrats had yep. to push that. Yep. The uh, ridiculous Republicans, the Republicans were saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, media, just bam, 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 insurrection, insurrection, nonstop. So that when they go to, the, in Section 3 uh, of the um, 14th, 14th Amendment, thank you, uh, actually, that's what it says. It says, you know, if an incumbent, you know, if a president is it going to It disqualifies individuals from holding public office if they have, quote, engaged in insurrection or yes. rebellion yeah. right. against the United States. So that, that, that's what they're doing. This is absolutely, it's ludicrous. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. They're trying to say that certain states can do something like this and then just completely decide who the next president's going to be? No. No, it, it doesn't work that way. But, I mean, th- this is what they are willing to do. And this is what they know we are not willing to do, mm-hmm. right? I think that's one of my biggest my biggest issues. I don't care what you have to do if you're in a red if you're a red state mm-hmm. governor, if you're red state what, whatever you are, if you have the power. Um, you need to start coming up with your answer to this. You've got to show some kind of mutually assured destruction. Um, come up with some way to kick Biden off the ballot in your state. Just do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and even if you don't automatically just do it, give the threat. See if they back down. If they don't, just do it. Just do it. Do you, uh, I want to get your thoughts on that, and then I also want to hear if, I mean, we do have a conservative Supreme Court, so are we, are we hopeful that this will just get quashed and we won't have to worry about it? I mean, I never have complete confidence in this. Yeah, I know. It's like Roberts and Kavanaugh. (laughs) Right. I know. Well, that's why I'm like, I mean, you know, you could go like, well, they overturned Roe versus Wade. You you would hope that. Yeah. You would hope that. Um. If the Supreme Court gets involved, which they probably will have to, yeah. um, you would hope that responsibility would prevail. And mm-hmm. I think on this issue, um, you know, the, 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 the messaging needs to reflect the truth <clears throat> of the situation, which is that it doesn't matter what you think about Trump. It doesn't matter what you think about January 6th. You cannot like what happened and you cannot like Donald Trump. Uh, most people that I know don't like what happened on January 6th. Uh, you know, it was a, a, a protest that went wrong. Uh, and there's still lots we need to investigate about what happened that day. But it's not as if there are, you know, 40% of America who's always going to vote for Trump is sitting around saying, yes, we support everything that happened that day. That's ridiculous. Right. The whole right. thing is ridiculous. But they planned this from the beginning. They knew exactly what language to use because the goal was exactly what's happening now. Mm-hmm. So you would hope that the moderate position should be that if you are a responsible leader in America, you will knock this off 
and you will not throw us into a constitutional crisis. Uh, there is a famous president who is not on the ballot in 10 states before the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln uh, in the South. I mean, th this is the kind of uh, behavior that is irresponsible, it's reckless, and it is, can only be intended to create turmoil and upheaval in America. And so I resent this with every fiber of my being because what they've done is made it so the mean position or the moderate position for the supposed smart people and adults in the room is that you have to be you know, for this. And this is a bridge too far. This is gonna throw us into a constitutional crisis. It's going to exacerbate all the problems we've seen in the last few years about uh, the legitimacy of elections in, in America. Yes. Uh, and it's, it's un-American, it's unconscionable. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank this, our sponsor of this segment, Relief Factor. So Relief Factor is there for those of you who maybe have just reached the age where you're just, in, you're just in pain. You just wake up and you start limping around the house and your spouse is like, what, what happened? You're like, I slept and I woke up and now I hurt. Uh, Relief Factor is there for you. It's helped so many people, including myself. I know Jason's taken it because he was really rough on his knees when he was in the military, all that running, which clearly he doesn't do anymore. But uh, <laughs> that aside, um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, a relief factor has worked for him. It's worked for me. It's worked for Glenn Beck. And what it does is it targets the inflammation in your body, which oftentimes that's, that's the root cause of your pain. So you're not just going to mask it. You're not just going to put a Band-Aid on it. And you're going to rub a topical cream on it. And it's going to start hurting again in 10 minutes. Relief factor addresses the actual root cause. Case in point, there are actually hundreds of thousands of people who order Relief Factor every month and 70% of them reorder it because it works. So go to relieffactor.com, get a trial pack. It's only $19.95 and you will know whether or not Relief Factor will work for you. And if it does, which the odds are in your favor, it will, it can be life-changing. So go to relieffactor.com. That is relieffactor.com. <music> All right, let's talk Liberty Safe uh, becoming the Bud Light of gun safes, which I definitely did not steal that line from Jason. <laughs> I came up with it all on my own. It's, he didn't text me that this morning when we talked about this, and he said, I want to talk about this on the show. So Liberty Safe, uh, which is obviously one of the largest gun safe manufacturers in the country, um, apparently gave a private citizen's access code to the FBI during a raid on the man's home. Now, this is Nathan Hughes of Arkansas. He was arrested last week in Fayetteville and charged with a felony offense of civil disorder as well as a bunch of misdemeanor offenses related to his action at the Capitol on January 6th. According to the DOJ, he was wearing an info war. This is all, they, they claim they have surveillance footage for all of this, okay? So they say, we spotted him. He was wearing an InfoWars branded Space Force shirt in the vicinity of the lower West Terrace tunnel at the Capitol. Well, he's, kind of he's awesome. already guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, <laughs> I like him already. I mean, you know, I mean, that's I mean. like, they're including it because they're like, oh, he's an InfoWars guy. He's automatically guilty. Um, but uh, so they say that he was in the tunnel at the Capitol on January January 6th, and they say he helped other rioters physically fight police in an attempt to breach the line and enter the U.S. Capitol building. Just that wording is curious to me. Mm. He helped other rioters physically fight police. Well, did if he physically fought police, then you would just say he fought police. But he, how did he help other rioters do that? I'm not quite clear. Maybe he brought them a cup of water, thus destroying our sacred democracy. 
You're right. Yeah. That must have been it. Maybe wipe, wipe their brow. Yeah, they, maybe I so. Know. I don't know. But um, but so the FBI was arresting him. They raided his home in Arkansas, uh, contacted Liberty Safe to get the access code to the gun safe. And um, they did it. They did it. They just did it. And they released a statement. I'm not going to I'm not going to read it all. I, I'm sure Jason can summarize it very succinctly here or yes. not so succinctly. We suck. Never buy our. <laughs> Again, that's basically what it says. Um, for one, why does uh, why does Liberty Safe have these backdoor codes? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get the right. fact that if you forget your code and you need to, but they usually give you a key. I don't know if Liberty does, but safes usually give a key mm-hmm. so that you can get into it. Yep. So their safes are crap. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you have it if somebody if they can give it to somebody else and get into the stuff you're trying to be safe? Th- that's for one. For two, I never would have thought in America. That even brands that we trust, you know, like like Bud Light before, or you know, Liberty Safe for crying out loud, uh, that we would have to tell Americans to take a stand on some of these brands that you trust. Mm-hmm. So th- they don't represent you anymore. They don't. Mm-hmm. Um, they think that they can do what they want. They they are siding with this, you know, public-private partnership of the government. That's what the government's now looking for. It's called fascism. That, that's what it's fascism. But they're changing it to public-private partnership. They use it all the time. You'll hear buzzwords like stakeholder and all this other bullcrap. Um, but the government, the way they see it is, we're partners, but do exactly what we say when we say it. Mm-hmm. These companies are so stupid. I, I don't know. I think that they believe that they're kind of towing the line because they think that they'll get special treatment maybe or something like that. But, but they become a slave to the government. Yeah. And what would you guess? Like 80%, 90% of corporations and private businesses are, are in league with this now? So, I mean, yeah. we have to completely reevaluate yeah. which companies are on our side, who we trust, and just throw all of our money and attention into them. Mm-hmm. Show them you have the power. They don't have the power because without you, not with you, with when you don't buy their crap, yeah. they have no power. Right. Make them feel the pain. Yeah. No, they're they're hijacking our money. They're hijacking your money, whether it's for your retirement funds or it's you know I just want to buy a safe, and it is. I mean, this isn't uh, this isn't that one of those comedy shows on our network, but I mean. <laughs> It is like a punchline. I mean, not only do you give my information away, you give it away to the government. Right, you know, like right. The government calls you up and is like, hey, by the way, we need to get into this safe. And you're like, okay. Right. <laughs> Here you go. Right. <laughs> but, I, but I have a safe, though, and it's called a Liberty Safe, and I have Liberty. No. So Very so, ironic name yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> the Liberty Safe. Mm, not so much. <laughs> well. Yeah, liberty belongs to the government. So, so I I, I do want to say, as a little bit of a plug, mm-hmm. that we will uh, increasingly, uh, and if you are reading the Blaze this month, you will start to see these articles. Uh, we're going to explore this territory for our entire audience because I know that we all are in the same position every day, where we're looking for products and services from people who don't hate us or won't give our information away to the government. Right. Uh, right. So. So uh, this is a constant quest in my house. I know it's in uh, your houses and whoever's watching at home. So we are absolutely going to explore this space in a way where it's not just paid advertising. Yeah. Like we're just sending people out to like look at cool stuff and find stuff from companies that can't, in most cases, you can't defeat the big dogs, but you can provide an alternative. You know, you can find alternatives from companies that are more trustworthy, and that's what we're just going to honestly explore yeah, uh, you, at the place. When you do that, you should explore AmericanBeautyBySarah.com. Got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> that live read was 
right, Tucker is releasing a video where he is interviewing a guy who says Barack Obama is gay. And we just wanted to give you this reminder from Joan Rivers right before she mysteriously died. Watch. And do you think that the country will see the first, the United States will see the first gay president or the first woman president? Well, we already president? have it with Obama, so let's just calm down. Got it. You know Michelle is a trans. <laughs> I'm sorry, she's a what? A transgender. We uh, oh my gosh. A transgender. Oh it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Jason. <laughs> Give it's our final thoughts, please. It's like all, it's almost everyone knows about this. So it's just known at this point. You know what I mean? I mean, okay. So casually. Joan said, yeah. So, so casually. Over over You're telling me for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.